We continue with our series on the Ten Commandments today. I'll be reading, starting at the first commandment in Exodus 20. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever, of anything in the sky above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sins, even to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But I am loyal and gracious to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. The Lord won't forgive anyone who uses his name that way. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Six days you may work and do all your tasks, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it. Not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals, or the immigrant who is living with you. Because the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in it, in six days, but rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The word of God for the people of God. There are some things that we really stink at. Rest is one of those things. We're awful at it. People in the United States are terrible at resting. We are driven by our calendars. We are driven by very full calendars with hardly ever a moment to pause and rest. How bad is it? Well, here's a statistic for you. In 2018, American workers left a record number of vacation days unused. 768 million vacation days were not used by American workers in a single year. That's up 9% from the year before. So not only are we bad at resting, we're getting worse at it. Of those unused days, 236 million were forfeited, equaling a loss of $65.5 billion worth of benefits. More than half of U.S. workers who get paid time off reported they do not use all of their allotted time. Worse than that, so many workers aren't even given paid time off. If they don't work, they don't get paid, and they're unable to meet their bills. We're terrible at rest. And more importantly, our culture and our society actually punishes us when we rest or when we need rest or when we admit that we can't do it all 
or that we're overworked or that we're stressed out or burnt out. We're not rewarded, we're punished. That is the culture we live in as we come to this commandment. God set aside a day of rest, a Sabbath, a day to pause from work and labor, a day to recuperate our bodies and our minds. It was so important that God, who, as best I can understand it, doesn't really need rest, but God even paused after creation and took a break and marveled at the creation and called it good and blessed that day as holy. Sabbath goes back a long time. The command to rest, to take time, to take a day goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Before those thousands and thousands of years, society has worked against Sabbath, belittled it, called it lazy and wasteful, and pushed us to do more. In a small book that I highly recommend by Walter Brueggemann called Sabbath as Resistance, saying no in the culture of now. The author writes, Sabbath is an act of both resistance and alternative. It is resistance because it is a visible insistence that our lives are not defined by the production and the consumption of commodity goods. Such an act of resistance requires enormous intentionality and communal reinforcement amid the barrage of seductive pleasures from the insatiable instances of the market. With its intrusion into every part of our life, from the family to the national budget. But Sabbath is not only resistance, it is alternative. It is an alternative to the demanding, chattering, pervasive presence of advertising and its great liturgical claim of professional sports that devour all of our rest time. He calls the fourth commandment on Sabbath the most difficult but most urgent commandment in our society. I tend to agree with him on this. And I like this idea of Sabbath as resistance. Because if we remember, our lives as Christians are to be counter to the culture that we live in. Christians have always been countercultural. That looks different in different eras of human existence. But what better way to be counter to our culture than to resist working ourselves to death? To resist working ourselves to the point of burnout where we see these record numbers of people suffering with anxiety and illness, chronic illnesses as a result of stress. To die younger than we needed to. All to stay busy. Sabbath is countercultural. 
It is resistance to the world. Sabbath is about as countercultural as we can be. Because with Sabbath, we are acknowledging that God created us for more than what we can produce, for more than our productivity. And it values each person intimately and purposefully. We struggle with rest, and our kids are struggling with rest. When I started getting involved as a pastor with youth groups, it's mind-boggling how involved they are and what their calendars look like and how difficult it is to get them all together. So many things going on all the time. I don't know that we're setting the best example for them. And I think we're passing on what burdens us. The invitation here is, though, for Sabbath and rest, to take time, to acknowledge that we are worth more than we can produce, that we are all worth the same, creating the image of God, and that rest is vital to our faith. Because without rest, without pause, we can't hear God speak. We can't notice God move among us. And we can't follow when God talks. Rest is vital. It's not wasteful. It's not lazy. It's life-giving. And God knew that for us as our creator. God knew we needed this. So as the modern reader of this text, as someone removed so far from when it was given, let us reclaim Sabbath. Let us reclaim a time of rest, a day of rest, setting aside our calendars, blocking out time, being with friends and family, getting out into nature, whatever it is that renews us, engaging our faith, focusing on God and our relationship with God. Sabbath is that important for us. And I can't but help but think that our ignoring Sabbath has had such a negative impact on us and the church. You see, Sabbath is not about gathering for Sunday morning worship and then going about our time like nothing happened. In fact, worship isn't mentioned in the Sabbath. There's no compulsory to worship. The compulsion is to rest, to refocus, to give ourselves a break. That is what I want you all to do today. Whatever you are going to do the rest of the day, rest. And if you can't do it today, do it tomorrow. Find a day during the week to take time. Clear your calendar and give yourself rest. Because if God rested how much more so do we need rest? Amen.